0: 3AM Tales of Terror contains explicit content.
1: Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of 3AM Tales of Terror, where we tell you stories of the paranormal. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your
0: co-host, Charlie.
1: And in this episode, we're going to be telling you two stories. One, the Montes. Yeah, the Montes. <laughs> um, the Monte Cristo Homestead and the Monte Vista Hotel. So, we got two stories, do, And I think a lot of you guys might know the Monte Cristo Homestead, because it's about Christopher Crawley? Maybe. You might not. I just learned about him not that long ago on a podcast. So, and I was like, "Ooh, I, that's very interesting. So I wanted to put it in here. And I wanted to put these stories together because they both had Monty in the name. The Monty's. I I don't know why. So, okay. So we're going to start with the Monte Cristo Homestead. So you ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay. In Australia, in New South Wales, you can find the Monte Cristo Homestead. At first sight, the story about this house is one of success, good fortune, and happy people. But looks can be deceiving. Behind closed doors, things happened that could not bear the daylight. No wonder that the Monte Cristo Homestead has a reputation to be Australia's most haunted house. The History of the Monte Cristo Homestead. Christopher William Crawley was a farmer who bought two parcels of land in the town Junie to build his family home. The first few years were a struggle for the Crawleys. They lived in a slab hut, and Christopher had trouble feeding his family. But his fortunes changed in 1878 when the Great Southern Railway line opened. He scraped all the money he could find and bought a license to build the railway hotel right opposite to the soon-to-be opened railway station. A very smart move indeed. The village of Juni only consisted of Crawley's Hotel, the adjoining railway store, and some scattered slab huts. The entire village benefited enormous, enormously from the travelers and agricultural trade. Crawley became very rich, and at some point, he even became one of the town's founders. How do you become a founder when <laughs> it was already there? Maybe it's like when
0: they were so small that they weren't even considered a town.
1: Maybe, and then I don't. But it, it had a name to it, Junie. It's complicated. I don't
0: I, read I just, lightly about it. It's a whole thing. I
1: don't know. That just that that's funny to me. He was much loved, for he was a generous man with a big sense of civic responsibility. This all sounds as if the Crawleys were amazing people, so why is this place haunted the way it is? We'll take a closer look and see.
0: The Build of the Monte Cristo Homestead Prior to the construction of the new homestead, 1885, the family, the father, mother, and seven children— Lived in a small brick cottage. The original slab hut was demolished and turned into a big stable for his prized horses. The small brick cottage, also referred to as the original homestead, still exists. That house was turned into the servants' quarters. The new home, a two story house built in the late Victorian style, became an ultimate status symbol, and because it was built on a hill, it was overlooking the entire town. Christopher Crawley's Death Christopher Crawley died in his own homestead on December. 14th, 1910, from a combination of heart failure and blood poisoning. The latter was caused by a carbuncle on his neck. It got infected from rubbing against his starch collar. His wife, Elizabeth Crawley, couldn't cope with her husband's death. She locked herself inside the house. She spent most of her time up in the attic where she had built a small chapel. In her remaining 23 years, she only left her house twice. She died at the house at the age of ninety-two on August 12, 1933, due to a ruptured appendix.
1: That's sad. She was old, too. I mean, I understand, you know, I wouldn't be able to cope. Yeah, me neither. It's really funny because Tim was just actually talking about that because apparently there's somebody that, I guess, like Liz used to work with, right? And um, they sent her a gift card or something, and uh, she was talking about how well, she's dating so-and-so and so-and-so is, like, 10 years older than her, and Tim was like, why would you want to date somebody again at... He's, like, 70, right? He's, like, pushing 70, she said, and he's... And and the woman is, like, in her 60s, and he was like, why would you want to date somebody again at that age? And he's like, I can understand if you're, like, 20, 30, 40, and you want to remarry, but, you know, that late, and I mean, it's like, I mean, to each your own, but, like, if... If Kenny, like, died on me tomorrow, I I would be going a very long time. You know what I mean? Without dating someone again. I can't say what I, what I would say. It's not appropriate. What? I'd kill myself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. I just, I mean, I would, I definitely, like, understand, like, locking herself up in the house for 23 years. Yeah, if I didn't do what we can't mention. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would just lock up myself. Yeah. I mean, probably die of liver failure, though. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah. You would literally drink yourself. To yep. Death. <laughs> and me, I'd probably just cry myself to death. And, you cry so much, you die of dehydration. Oh, my God. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. Like, I understand because I would be in her same exact boat, but. Yeah. I wouldn't. And.
0: So of of course twenty she
1: had to live to be so old. Right. Too. So and so her twenty three years, so she died or her husband died when she was in her seventies. Sixty nine. Okay. So still. Yeah. I mean that's that's literally what Tim was talking about. Why would you want to? And it's especially well, Some people just can't stand to be alone. Yeah. I like being alone though. I don't want I don't want no no man's no man's no woman's no nothing's stay to the hell away the from me <laughs> 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 yeah you, just, you stay away from me i'm good thank you i don't know i just i think the depression would definitely get to me and i i don't think that i would want to be with anybody else at least for a very long yeah. time You know, it's like, yo, but you're young. You'll find somebody else. Yeah, take that bullshit somewhere else, please. Thank you. I was happy with who I was happy with. Yeah. Like, I just... I always said that. Like, if if I ever got married and they died when I was young and somebody said that shit to me, I'd smack the hell out of them. Like, you need... Go on somewhere. I'm like, what if if that happened? What if I said that to you? Like, you know, like, God, shut the fuck up.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Totally vandalized. The last member of the Crawley family left the house in 1948, and the house would remain empty for more than a decade. There were several caretakers at the house trying to keep an eye on things, but unfortunately they couldn't prevent the place from being vandalized. All the original furnishings were taken out of the house and sold. The house remained in its poor state until the Monte Cristo homestead was bought by Reginald
1: and Olive Ryan in 1963. And so now we're going to talk about the Ryan family. The Ryans restored the homestead back to its original state. They turned it into a museum for tours, including a doll museum. No. That, that's Yeah, no. Simply no. no. <laughs> and they have an antique store in it as well. Reginald died in 2014 but his wife Olive still stands strong. I don't know how long ago this was written from where I took it from so I I can't honestly say if that statement is still true but it might be. I mean that wasn't that long ago but you know you never know. Oh Charlie's googling so <laughs> keep reading and then she will tell me. She will, she will inform us. When the Ryans moved into the homestead they immediately noticed something strange was going on when they went up to the house with their belongings including their cat and dog they noticed the animals didn't want to go into the house in fact they both ran away from it and later when they had an evening out they noticed all the lights were on when they approached the house but all the lights were off when they opened the front door
0: as of an article in october she is still alive okay Okay, well, she's still alive then. She's like 92.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay, so the ghost of the Monte Cristo homestead. The homestead is haunted by at least 10 ghosts. Some of them are more prominent than others. One thing is for sure, the previous owners hated animals, and they hate them in the afterlife as well. Okay, rude, rude. When the Ryans came home one night, they found all their chickens strangled to death in their poultry run. Also, their parrot was choked to death in its cage. No, I don't want to read that sentence. Oh, my God. And a litter of kittens raised in their breakfast room were all brutally killed. Oh my God.
0: I got beef with Christopher now.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: we. I'm going to go to Australia just to fight that ghost on sight. Oh my god.
1: Okay. So the ghost of the Crawley family. Christopher Crawley's ghost now haunts the room in which he died. His spirit is as kind as ever. His wife, on the other hand, hasn't changed much after death. She still rules the house with an iron fist Judging everyone who dares to enter her house. If she doesn't like you, she'll try to scare you out with ice cold air falling on your skin. So I take it back.
0: I'm not fighting Christopher.
1: We're going to fight. <laughs> his wife. On sight. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, obviously she's the one that did not like the animals. Ungrateful. What a bitch. Yeah. She's kind of a bitch.
0: The ghost of the two maids. Christopher Crawley is said to have gotten two of his mates pregnant. Stop!
1: <laughs> no wonder she was a hateful bitch. Oh my god, this is all coming together. The longer, the, the the more we read, the more the puzzle gets put together. Because, oh my god. But okay, but there's still no reason for you to take it out on them animals, though. That's yeah. rude. But anyway, maybe we'll find out more. <laughs> One of them... Okay. Yeah, Christopher Crawley got two of its mates
0: pregnant. One of them committed suicide by jumping to her death from the balcony. She was pregnant when she did it. She hit the stairs and was instantly killed. Her ghost still haunts the veranda, and a ghostly bloodstain marks the spot where she met her end. The second pregnant maid gave birth to a son. She named him Harold. When Harold was a young boy, he was involved in a terrible accident on the premises. Was
1: it an accident?
0: <laughs> This Girl, is not Harold getting any was hit better, by a coach. <laughs> this is so someone ran his ass over. Yeah. I bet Christopher's wife did. He survived but sustained head trauma which disabled him for the rest of his life. The poor boy was kept in chains in the coach room.
1: This is not getting any better. I thought that this would get better. I thought that we would have more answers, but we're not. <laughs>
0: like So, local children would mock him because he would scream all day. They called him a monster, and the children of Juni challenged each other to find and pester him. He was eventually put away in an asylum after he was found by the authorities chained to his mother's bed, who must have also been there, and she had passed away for a while. He died at the asylum, but still haunts the grounds of the homestead. He makes his presence known by the sound of chains. Then the coach house! Less have happened with the coach house. The coach house is haunted by a young stable boy named Morris. He didn't feel one day and decided to stay in bed at the coach house. His master didn't approve of the fact that the boy slept in, so he decided to teach him a lesson. He lit the boy's straw mattress on fire, thinking he would jump up and get to work. But Morris was too ill and he couldn't get up. He died in his bed, and people hear his screams up until today. Oh, my God. What is happening? <laughs> I know a teacher I had who would have done that. (laughs) He threw pop rocks at one of my students, at his students' desk in my class. There are some people. Because he was sleeping
1: in class, so he threw pop rocks at him. There are some people who don't need to be teachers. I had a teacher, a math teacher one time uh, in high school, who, if you fell asleep in class, because I can't remember, it wasn't like a regular math, it was like algebra plus like basic math it, it was weird it was a weird class it was easy but it was boring and you'd fall asleep in it and she would come around and she would literally just like like massage your back like she'd take her fist and just go on your yeah back. no i would sexual assault uh, what
0: i would claim sexual assault if that bitch did that to me
1: no i don't know I Emmy, mean, she did it to me one time and i it didn't make me want to get up but you know
0: (laughs) i'd be like don't don't touch me
1: no she was just trying to you know wake you up without being a bitch
0: no that's just creepy that that's creepy
1: oh i didn't think it was at the time
0: you don't think your teacher massaging your back is creepy
1: it wasn't like a massage it was just like like literally she would just take her fist and just like pound on your back a little bit like I know, okay, the, the words that are better. coming out of my mouth are not helping <laughs> that, the physical actions you're doing aren't helping <laughs> I don't know she just she wasn't mean about it I don't know I would just like tap on the desk yeah she did that to people who you know fell asleep two or three times in the same period like me <laughs> my class was i had that class i think it there was it was my third class of the day like i was almost done i was so tired i hated math she was such a good teacher though she's really nice i'm sure she was real nice stop you're taking it so out of proportion <laughs> if a
0: teacher touches me it's just weird i don't even like them like tapping my back Oh my like, gosh. like a good pat on the back. Like, good job. Don't touch me. Ew. I think
1: that's just how you are as a person. I don't think Okay, everyone. Respond anything? in the comments. Is this
0: weird or not? Because I'm pretty sure it's weird. <laughs> no,
1: I think you're just, I think you're weird. Well, I know I am. But like, apparently so is your math teacher. Okay, you know what? How about you just talk about Ethel Crawley, okay? <laughs> Ethel Crawley.
0: <laughs> Crawley's infant granddaughter, Ethel, died in 1917. 17. Because the nursemaid dropped her on the stairs. She claimed she was pushed by an unseen force, but she wasn't believed. Today, children who visit the museum become irritable and upset when they enter the stairs. Some guests say they feel as if they are being pushed on their backs. Some claim to feel an ice-cold tiny hand slip into theirs when they go to the upstairs bedroom.
1: That's creepy. The ghost of Jack Simpson. A more recent ghost is that of Jack Simpson. He was one of the home's caretakers, and at some point he was shot to death in 1960 on the porch in front of the house by a young man. This man had been watching Alfred Hitchcock's movie Psycho three times before committing his crime. The words, die, Jack, ha-ha, were carved into the shed door where they can still be seen today. Oh, Oh, that's terrible, but kind of cool that it's still there. Yeah. More ghostly happenings. Lights still come on and off. Guests experience the feeling of nausea, overwhelming sadness, and some people even faint during tours. There are disembodied whispers and unexplained mists at the house. Orbs are seen all over, and there's some poltergeist activity as well. The Monte Cristo Homestead today. The house has been featured on several paranormal television shows. It has been featured in Scream Test, Ghost Hunters International, and My Ghost Story. You can visit the Monte Cristo homestead on Friday to Monday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Every Saturday evening from 6 p.m., there's a ghost tour. Brave souls can even spend the night here. Would you dare to spend a night at this beautiful historic home? Yes. Yeah, if we ever make our way to Australia. I didn't mind going to Australia. I would vi- I would mind very much going to Australia. I do not want to go to Australia. How about
0: New Zealand? <laughs> New Zealand's where they filmed Lord of the Rings. If you had that opportunity, Kenny would
1: make you go. I, I would, my ass would be dragged. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so, okay, so that was the story of the Monte Cristo homestead in Australia. My resource, my one little resource for this story was thelittlehouseofhorrors.com. Do you want to move on to the Hotel Monte Vista? Yes. We're going to come back to the States for this one because it... Is in Arizona. So towering above the corners of Aspen and San Francisco streets, the hotel Monte Vista stands just off historic Route 66 as the touchstone for all of Flagstaff and her citizens. I didn't know Flagstaff, Arizona was a female. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounds sexist. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. With the mountains and nearby canyon countries, the Hotel Monte Vista is your place to relax while you explore all of the natural wonders northern Arizona has to offer. The Hotel Monte Vista remains the centerpiece for historic downtown Flagstaff. Staying here can give you a true glimpse into the spirited lifestyle of the great American West. When tourism was on the rise during the mid-1920s, local residents agreed that Flagstaff needed first-class accommodations. Existing hotels were old and outmoded. Fundraising began in April of 1926, and within one month, investments of prominent citizens and funds donated by novelist Zane Gray totaled approximately $200,000. Ground was broken on June 8th. Construction plans for the 73-room hotel incorporated the local post office and the structure, not the Monty V. Cocktail Lounge, housing the newspaper company, Coconino Sun. The new hotel opened for business on New Year's Day, 1927. Originally named the Community Hotel, in honor of the townspeople who contributed to its existence, the name Monte Vista, meaning Mountain View, was chosen by a 12-year-old contest winner. So it, the hotel is almost at its 100-year anniversary, 27, it's four more years, and it'll be 100 years old. That's crazy. The Monte Vista continued to be the longest publicly held commercial property in Arizona until it was sold to a private investor in the early 1960s. It continues to be one of the oldest hotels in Flagstaff and is listed on the U.S. Registrar of Historic Places. The Hotel Monte Vista is truly one of northern Arizona's unique treasures.
0: Now, radio station. Mary Costigan was the second woman in the world to be granted a radio broadcasting license in 1927. Hailing from Detroit, Costigan relocated to Flagstaff to help her brother John and his business partner, John Weatherford, run the majestic opera house. After years of assisting with the family business, Mary took over due to John's deteriorating health. She then became a licensed commercial radio broadcaster and set up a 25-watt station backstage at the Majestic Opera House, now the Orpheum. In 1929, Mary moved KFXY to the Monte Vista Hotel. More than 400 residents showed up for her maiden broadcast, kicking off the powerful
1: 100-watt show airing three hours a day. Okay, but to be the second woman in the world to be granted a radio broadcasting license is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. like (laughs) she had a lot going for now the underground tunnels a system
0: of underground tunnels rumored to have been built by chinese immigrants snakes their way from northern arizona university up through downtown flagstaff businesses including the weatherford hotel babbitt's backcountry and the monte vista have access to these basement tunnels in the early 1900s A devastatingly large fire damaged many buildings in downtown Flagstaff. Chinese migrant workers were blamed for the fire because of their cooking and cleaning practices. After that, the Chinese began to use these systems to get around town without being harassed. Now used for storage and piping, it is said the larger alcoves of the tunnels have been home to more suspicious activity, opium dens, moonshine distilleries, Gambling machines and other relics have been discovered in the depths of Flagstaff's underworld.
1: And speaking of distilleries, we're going to talk about bootlegging and prohibition next. So the cocktail lounge opened during the prohibition era under the guise of a newspaper publishing house. Rumor has it that during this time there was a major bootlegging operation and speakeasy in this space. Local officers put an end to it in 1931, The popular speakeasy was forced to shut down only to reopen two years later when Prohibition ended in 1933. Wow. (laughs) They got almost lucky. They almost made it. Almost made it. (laughs) But I mean, hey, at least they got to reopen it, you know? Yeah. Okay, Community Watch. A light atop the hotel served as an emergency signal for Flagstaff in the 30s. Flashing, it would alert local authorities and citizens of hazards and catastrophes in and around town. The hotel's current neon sign is still a beckoning light for locals and travelers alike. I will have to um, look that picture up and put it on the website. Make sure that it's on there because I'm sure that looks really cool. Maybe I can find a picture of it at night, you know?
0: Yep. The Hotel Monte Vista was the premier lodging choice for many Hollywood stars. In the 1940s and 1950s, Western films were on the rise, turning the wheels for more than 100 movies to be shot nearby Sedona and Oak Creek Canyon. During these filmings, the Hotel Monte Vista hosted such famous guests as Jane Russell, Gary Cooper, Spencer Tracy, John Wayne, and Bing Crosby. The hotel has even been featured in Hollywood scenes, notably Casablanca and Forrest Gump.
1: Where was it at in Forrest Gump? I don't know. I don't remember. We'll have to see. Maybe like... I just have to watch the movie again. Like I have to look at pictures. I I don't know. Maybe just like when he was running. But maybe. I don't know. We'll have to get a good look at the hotel. Or maybe we could just Google it. That would probably be easier. Instead of just watching the entire movie over again.
0: Yeah. So some of the other famous actors were Mary Costigan, Bob Hope, Michael Stipe, Zane Gray, Bing Crosby, Michael J. Fox. Susie Sue, and then there's Esther Williams and George Babbitt. Now since we're finally getting into the ghost stories, the Monte Vista has always been known for rumors of hauntings. As with nearby buildings of similar age, there are spirits haunting some of the rooms and the halls. With such colorful history, it is no surprise some spirits stick around for an eternity. The hotel encourages communication with the ghost if you're looking for an extraordinary experience. And if you want to hear more about the phenomena, feel free to ask the employees around the building. The wonderful housekeeping there has some of the
1: most intriguing tales. So now we're going to get into uh, some of the ghosts and spirits and stuff that actually haunt the hotel. The Meat Man in room 220. The bizarre long-term boarder, was known by his strange habit of hanging raw meat from the chandelier. In the early 1980s, the lodger was found in his room three days after his death. Not long after this boarder's death, a maintenance worker was working on a few repairs. When in need of a new fixture, he left the room, turned off the lights, and locked the door. Returning only a few minutes later, he found the television on at full volume, and the linens on the bed had been ripped and scattered around the room. Today it is common for the television to act on its own accord as well as reports of cold male hands touching guests in their sleep. That's creepy. The TV, not the cold hands. He hung meat from the chandelier. I know, right though. Whole... <laughs> like, oh my god. Okay, so now there is a rocking chair in room 305. Featured in many paranormal shows and popular amongst curious guests, room 305 is by far the most active room in the hotel. There are numerous reports of seeing a woman in a rocking chair near the window. Guests in housekeeping have reports of seeing the chair move by itself and knocking coming from inside the closet. History tells us that years ago, an elderly woman who was a long-term renter would sit by the window for hours on end. No one knows what she was looking at or looking for. Could it be that she was waiting for someone to return, even in death?
0: Women of the Night, Room 306. Years ago, Flagstaff's red light district could be found just south of the railroad tracks, just two blocks from the Monte Vista. In the early 1940s, two prostitutes were brought to to Room 306. During their visit, they were killed and thrown from their third floor window to the cold street below. Over the years, numerous guests have reported being awakened in the middle of the night and unable to return to sleep due to a feeling that they were being watched. The majority of the time, our male guests report the feeling of having hands placed over their mouths and throats and
1: awakening unable to breathe. That's weird. I wouldn't, I would not like that. Yeah, no. At all. If I woke up and I couldn't breathe, I'd be pissed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Phantom Bellboy. Hotel guests have reported a knock at their door and a muffled voice announcing room service. When guests open the door, no one is present. However, some guests have seen the figure of a bellboy standing outside of room 210. John Wayne experienced this ghost during a few of his stays. Mr. Wayne reported that the ghost seemed friendly and that he did not feel threatened by its presence. The housekeepers frequently experience the antics of the bellboy. One report states seeing a young male in an old-fashioned red coat with brass buttons walking
1: up and down the halls. I can totally picture that bellboy. <laughs> like, I know exactly what that outfit is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess it's cool that, like, uh, somebody famous experienced it, and it's, yeah. like, noted. Okay, so we got three more ghosts. Okay. Baby in the basement. The disturbing sounds of an infant crying in the basement have been heard again and again. Reported primarily by maintenance and laundry personnel, this is one of the most disturbing encounters. Staff have found themselves running upstairs to escape the sound of the cries. Though the sounds are very real to those who hear them, there has been no information that has explained this phenomenon. I already talked about babies crying. I'm not a fan of that. Especially the little... Feats. Uh-uh. No feet. Stop. No feats. I hear feats. I'm gone. <laughs> the dancing couple. On several occasions, lounge staff and patrons have witnessed a transparent couple dancing in the cocktail lounge. They are seen in formal dress, laughing and smiling, eternally dancing. Okay, that's but cute. that's kind of sweet. <laughs> oh, my God. But... If I saw that transparent, and they were like you know transparent, see through and shit like that, I'd probably think that I had done some serious drugs. (laughs) Like, it's like, what did I do? Because this can't be real. (laughs) Okay, and the last one, the bank robber. In 1970, three men robbed a nearby bank. During the robbery, a bank guard shot one of the men. Despite their injured comrade, they decided to celebrate by stopping in the lounge to have a drink. The wounded man bled to death while enjoying his last drink. Since then, both patrons and staff have reported being greeted by an anonymous voice saying, Good morning. There have also been reports of bar stools and drinks that seem to move on their own. So, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. I like Arizona, though. I'm there.
1: I don't know. It's kind of hot out there.
0: It's, like, a different kind of heat, though. It's I know It's not, that. like, southern heat.
1: I know that. But I don't... I don't... Mm-mm. Still.
0: You either hot or you cold?
1: Right now, I'm cold. <laughs> but...
0: Yeah, no. I'm actually... My feet are chilly, and I have shoes and socks on.
1: I know. Oops. It's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a ghost. It is my foot and my footstool. I... Whoops. So that is both stories of the Monte Cristo homestead and the Hotel Monte Vista. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed them. My resource, one resource for the Hotel Monte Vista was hotelmontevista.com. So uh, if I had to take a guess, you could probably go there and find out more about staying there and stuff like that. And if you have stayed there, Again, as always, let us know. If you have pictures, send them to us. We have an email, info at 3amtalesofterror.com. It hasn't been used very much. So (laughs) send us us some stuff. Blow me up. Blow my phone up.
0: Yeah. Please. Pester her, please, so she'll stop pestering me.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, I guess we'll see you next
0: time. Bye. Thanks for coming to hang out with us and letting us tell you stories.
1: Don't forget, you can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at 3AMTalesOfTerror. You can find pictures from each episode there, as well as our website, 3, the number 3, 3AMTalesOfTerror.com.
0: You can also subscribe with your email at our website for updates as well. If you have any questions or story ideas for us, you can email us at info
1: at 3AMTalesOfTerror.com. That's a three and not the word. If you want to support us, you can sign up to become part of our Patreon. There, you will get ad-free episodes as well as bonus content.
0: We hope you'll join us next week. And, and we hope, hope you are were terrified. terrified.